Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football. Whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or even IDP, we got you covered all season long. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. This is episode 29. Once again, I'm John June. Got my guy, Greg Penniman. Week week eight recap. Greg, what's good, bro? Week eight is over. Uh, it, was, it was a good week, you know. We had people coming through for during these bye weeks. Uh, yeah, let's just get right into it. There's a lot, a lot of going on, a lot of trades close to the de- deadline, so let's get right into it. Yeah, man, so we'll start with the, with the studs and the jags as we always do, man. So we'll jump right to it, to the studs as we always do. And starting off on the list... Uh, your guy, he he was he looked like Danny Dimes for a little bit out there, man. Uh, Daniel mm-hmm. Jones, New York Giants quarterback, uh, in a 31-26 loss. Uh, he went 28 of 41, 322 yards, had four passing touchdowns in this one. Uh, did lose a fumble, uh, but also had 13 rushing yards. Greg, what'd you make of his performance? Yeah, I watched this entire game. Danny Dimes looked really good inside the pocket, uh, making great decisions, uh, making two. Uh, great passes to Darius Slater to to go get those balls. Um, yeah, he's in a great matchup. Danny Dimes is a guy you need. Um, he, he can perform for you. Uh, he can get the ball down the field. We know this will happen. So I'm glad the offense settled in after a rough week against the Cardinals. Yeah, as we talked about, this was a bottom five uh, passing defense the last three weeks in Detroit, um, even though it started out as a, as a top one. So uh, we kind of knew this, this could be a spot here for Daniel Jones. Did not see the QB one week. In his range of outcomes, though, so I have to admit that, but um, definitely a great week. And as you said, if he's got good matchups, then Daniel Jones is definitely usable. Um, moving forward, we've got the guy who finished his QB two on the week. Uh, no stranger to this top three list, Deshaun Watson. A um, man is on fire right now. He's twenty-seven of thirty-nine, two hundred seventy-nine yards, three passing touchdowns. Also added forty-six rushing yards. Um, that was good for 27.76 fan duel points and did have one touchdown, uh, which he had to throw with one eye. Did you see that one, Greg? Yeah, definitely the play of the weekend. It had to be, uh, Deshaun is amazing. Spun, got spun around, kicked in the face, fixed his helmet, then threw the touchdown. It was absolutely amazing. Uh, up there with that Aaron Rodgers throw to the back end zone with Jamal Williams. It was, it was a great, great performance from him. Yeah, man. Uh, John Gruden compared him to Michael Jordan after this one, so... Um, you know, it was a great performance. Um, Deshaun Watson, he's just been on fire, man. And, um, you know, f- fantasy owners riding that to, to, to fantasy, uh, fantasy wins. He is the QB two for, for the both of us. So, um, glad to see him continue this role. By the way, I didn't mention it. Daniel Jones had 21, 28.18 FanDuel points in this one. Um, moving forward, guy who is definitely on fire. I'm not trying to sell him as a QB one, but he is, he's telling me, John, Get my name right. It's Aaron Rodgers. 27.1 fan duel points. Finishes the QB3 on the week. 23 of 33. 305 passing yards. Three touchdowns. Also added 29 rushing yards in, in this one. Greg, what'd you make of this one, man? Man, this is Aaron Rodgers. This is a bad man. This is uh, what, what he does. This is now like a second straight amazing game. QB1 performance. Uh, went on the road in Kansas City. Tough environment. And did what he had to do. Classic vintage Aaron Rodgers. I think you can lock him back in as a, you know, every week QB1. This is uh showing you what he can do. Yeah, no, man. Um, Matt LaFleur, he's definitely got this Green Bay offense uh, on, on a roll right now. They get the they get the running backs involved. Like Aaron Jones is so involved. Obviously, we'll get to him in a little bit. But he gets he's so involved in the pass game, which is huge for, for Aaron Rodgers. Um, you know, especially without Devontae Adams, like, you know, to be able to, to sustain QB1. Uh, through this stretch, you know, j- just imagine what the what the ceiling could be for him. Uh, but moving forward, rounding out the the top twelve, we got Drew Brees, Matthew Stafford as our QB five. That was your QB start of the week. Gardner mm-hmm. Minshew is QB six. Derek Carr, the stream of the week for me, QB seven. Jared Goff, Matt Schaub, Jameis Winston, Ryan Tannehill, your QB stream of the week as the as uh, the QB eleven. And then my honorable mention QB stream of the week, Matt Moore finishing as the QB twelve. Greg, what which of these performances stick out to you? Uh, I think all the performances that we got all these calls right. I think that's a you know kudos to us. Uh, I like that there. <laughs> that was that was dope. Um, really, you know Ryan Tannehill. I'm 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 pretty impressed by him. This is getting two straight weeks now. Uh, having given you solid performances as a fantasy quarterback. I think you know you can expect this from him uh, going forward. You know, giving you some low end QB one numbers uh, because. He's uh, getting the ball down the field. He's getting it to his targets, A.J. Brown and Corey Davis, and even Jonu Smith now. So uh, I like what he's doing there. 
Yeah, I like that one. What it means for the for the Tennessee offense because you know we talked about the, these pass catchers and and everything and and um, you know to have Ryan Tannehill be able to to finally get these guys involved is great. Um, for me, it, it has to be um, Matt Stafford and Derek Carr. Uh, these are two guys who um, you know probably you know underestimated coming into this year. I know I definitely underestimated both of them, especially Matthew Stafford. But um, especially the last three weeks, these guys, these two guys have, have been um, playing good football, and they actually have a matchup coming up against each other. So uh, I think there should be a, you know decent amount of fantasy points in that one. Um, and then another one is Matt Moore, you know, being mm-hmm. able to, to continue to sustain that Chiefs offense. You know, we see all these guys be usable. So um, I think that's that's great. That's great news going forward. All right, getting to the running backs. Um, we talked about his quarterback. Now we're going to talk about him. That's Aaron Jones. Finishes as the RB1 on the week uh, so far. Obviously, the week's not over as we record this. It is uh, Monday, it was halftime of Monday Night Football, or, or the third quarter, or fourth quarter of Monday Night Football, sorry. Um, Aaron Jones, currently the RB1. He's good for 38.1 fan duel points. He had 13 carries, 67 yards, but he had 159 receiving yards for in two receiving touchdowns. Greg, what do we what do we make of this performance, man? Yeah, this man he's going to finish RB one. There's no way James Conner is going to catch him or any running back. This this performance is wild. Another one of these that he got earlier in the year as well. Uh, he should have had even more. He had another touchdown taken away because he barely stepped on the uh, out of bounds line, uh, walking into the end zone, and then Jamal Williams like got it on the next play, got a touchdown. But yeah, Aaron Jones is amazing. Uh, his ability to bounce outside, his quickness, he's so fast. He has really good burst speed. Um, yeah, he's the man. He's yeah locked in RB one for you every week. Him and Jamal Williams have, have produced for people. Yeah, no, they're on they're on a roll right now. This these are the this is the best uh, running back duo in football, arguably. Um, you know, I think the the next person on this list might have something to say about that. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, Aaron Jones has been he's been on a roll, man. Uh, we 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 finally we finally have had him be freed. Um, but you know what? I, I like the fact that him being freed, but has not also, um, not uh, what's the what's the word I'm looking for? It's not been a detriment to Jamal Williams. You yeah, know, we've seen Jamal Williams actually come through and be a usable fantasy asset. Two running backs be a usable fantasy asset in an Aaron Rodgers led offense, while Aaron Rodgers is still producing as a QB one. That's almost unheard of. Um, so I, I really like I really like the prospects. But as I alluded to. Uh, Tevin Coleman, maybe he's not, maybe he's not a duo. Maybe it's more like a committee, but he's definitely the lead back in that committee. Uh, he had 11 carries, 105 yards, had three three touchdowns. Also added uh, two receptions for 13 receiving yards and one receiving touchdown. That was good for 36.8 FanDuel points. My man had four touchdowns. Greg, I know you have a lot of Tevin Coleman, so you, your week must have been good. Yeah, this is a great week for me. Uh, Tevin Coleman and Matt Bieta, as far as how their game plan went. It seemed like it was a Matt Bieta, Matt Bieta. They're using him as like a jab punch, and then Tevin Coleman come right in and just knock it in for a touchdown and come give you the knockout punch. This man, you know, ran all over this uh, Cardinals defense. It was a great display by him. Panthers. Classic Tevin Coleman. Uh, what was that? You said Cardinals. You meant Panthers. Oh, yeah, Panthers. Yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right, right. Yeah, nah, it's, yeah. It was a good performance by him. Tevin Coleman, great speed. Kyle Shanahan, I'm glad he's back with him uh, doing what he has to do. Yeah, no, Tevin Coleman was was absolutely a man possessed on on Sunday, man. Um he he didn't have the 18 carries that we thought that he would that he had had the last 3 games. Um but 11 carries, the three touchdowns, rushing, adding one receiving. Um this Niners offense is just so creative. I'm in love with it, honestly. So uh yeah, Tevin Coleman, he's he's going to be produced for you as an RB1 every week going forward and you know, for whatever reason, he's unavailable to, you know, whatever man that steps up in, in that role will perform, will uh, perform as an RB1. So, all right, moving forward, Latavius Murray finishes the RB3. He had 21 carries, 102 yards, one rushing touchdown. Also added nine receptions for 55 receiving yards. That was good for 30, 32.2 FanDuel points. Greg, what would you make of his performance? Yeah, Latavius Murray just uh, helped that the fact that Drew Brees was back even more. So he's getting involved in the pass game. Second straight week where he's giving you an elite RB numbers, holding it down for Kamara owners, uh, including me. Uh, so I'm, I'm happy for Latavius Murray doing what he has to do. Uh, they got to buy next week. Uh, Kamara should be healthy. 
but I think you can't leave this man alone. He definitely has standalone value uh, going forward, uh, with especially with Drew Brees being back now. Um, I think he has that Mark Ingram value. He's earned that. Yeah, I think the like we talked about last week when Alvin Kamara comes back, you know, it's going to probably be a 60-40 split. Um, you know, this guy's just been too too productive. Uh, Latavius Murray being has been too productive to just completely keep him shut out of this backfield, especially the way Alvin Kamara is producing. So right, I like right. to see uh, Latavius Murray get involved going forward. All right, moving forward, we've got the RBs four through twelve. Dalvin Cook, um, you know, had broke out the gate on Thursday Night Football, finishes RB four. Christian McCaffrey with that so-called bad matchup against these Niners, uh, t- dominant Niners. Don't get me wrong, twenty-five and a half. Po- Point FanDuel points. Uh, Saquon Barkley finishes as the QB as the RB six. David Montgomery as the RB seven. Miles Sanders RB eight. Jordan Howard RB nine. Jamal Williams is the RB ten. Leonard Fournette is the RB eleven. And Joe Mixon finishes as the RB twelve. Which of these performances stick out to you, Greg? Uh, yeah, watching just watching Saquon live is always special to see his elusiveness getting through everybody. And David Montgomery, welcome. 27 carries. Let's go. Yes. Uh, that, definitely. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Matt Nagy's not an idiot. He said it himself. <laughs> Got David Montgomery the ball. That's what I like to see. Yeah, man. I mean, hopefully, you know, he's, he's got a tough matchup coming up against Philadelphia, but it'd be nice to see that 27 carry number again. Um, you know, that's what happens. Uh, that's what I was kind of anticipating when I made this man my breakout is that he would, you know, get this lead back role. Um, Miles Sanders, though, again, just continuing to have explosive plays. Um, it's just so hard to count on him. He has 74 rushing yards in this one uh, on three carries, and a, you know, one of those being a 60, 65 yard touchdown or something like that. I saw a ridiculous tweet to, uh, to today. Um, the Eagles have 10 plays over 30 yards that are not by Deshaun Jackson. And seven of those ten are from Miles Sanders. Yeah, that's so, wild. That's wild. He doesn't <laughs> get a lot so of volume, but he does a lot with what he gets, his carries, his targets. Usually a three-carry, two receptions, but have like a lot of yards or a touchdown. Exactly. And I, yeah. and you know what? I think that's just the that's just what we have to kind of um, expect from, from Miles Sanders going forward until he gets a little bit more volume. You know, Jordan Howard had 23 carries. I expect that to continue. By the way, he's mm-hmm. got a revenge, revenge game coming up, so... It's going to be interesting, especially another one that sticks out to me is Joe Mixon. We we, we said the man was dead, uh, finishes RB12. What are you making of this one? Are you, you buying that? or? Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I'm necessarily buying it. I don't know if he's out to my doghouse yet. Um, this is, you know, he good performance here. But uh, just as far as this team is not good, uh, the outlet, outlet for them, I expect them to be more of a, a throwing team going forward because they're going to be down in a lot of games. Uh, they got the bye week coming up next week, so they see how they adjust to that. Yeah, I mean it's just tough with Joe Mixon because we know we know he's a talented player, you know. Um, especially he's a he's a three down back. So my only issue is is the lack of involvement in the recent weeks. You know, uh, against the Jacksonville Jags, he had ten carries against the Ravens two weeks ago, eight carries. Uh, in those in those two games, he had combined three receptions. In this one game alone against the Rams, he had 17 carries and and four receptions. So, um, if we're gonna get that 21 touch number from Joe Mixon, then I think he's in play. Um, but if it's gonna go back to the 11 touches he got the week last week, or then the the 10 touches he got the week before, then I agree. I don't want to play him. So, um, unfortunately, they have a bye this week, so we kind of have to wait and see. Um, but if he comes out the bye. Um, they play Baltimore you know, off the bye. A little tough matchup. Yeah, a little tough matchup. Um, so maybe, uh, I mean, I don't know. It's a, for me, it's about the touches. If we see tu- if we see touches from Joe Mixon, then um, then then that's what's going to get me interested because you know that's what fantasy football is about. It's about finding those guys, those running backs that are that are in positions where they get opportunities. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's just something. It's just one. It's one of those situations we just have to monitor because he is a talented player. So he is um, absolutely. We just ha- have to kind of wait and see the 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 outcome. Um, but I like I like Marlon the way Marlon Mack and and Chris Carson. You know, they were our running back starts of the week. They just finished both finished outside of RB RB uh, one territory. They finished as the RB thirteen and, and fifteen thirteen and fourteen respectively. 
Um, but, you know, both of these guys, they, these guys get volume in, and um, they got in the end zone. Solid solid days for each of them. Um, were there any other performances that stuck out to you from a, on a positive end? Uh, on a positive end, uh, I was about to go on a negative end just because, you know, those guys that – Went on, got sprint we save that, save that for the Jags, you know. All right, sure, 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 sure. Fine, fine. I'm ready to go in on the Lions backfield, though, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> teaser. It's a little teaser. Um. All right, so we'll get to the we'll go to the wide receivers then. Um. So the top three wide receivers, number one on the list, that's got to be the bad man, Mike Evans. Eleven receptions, 198 yards, two touchdowns in this one. That's good for 37.3 FanDuel points. Greg, what'd you make of this performance? Yeah, one of these games, this is uh, Tennessee's defense. You saw that one of these guys was going to go off. Uh, this week it was Mike Evans. He got the 11 receptions, you know, big plays after big plays. Uh, helped out Jameis in this, you know, sneaky shootout a little bit. Um, but it was a, you know, good game for him. Uh, this is what you expect from Mike Williams. I mean, Mike Evans give you the huge ceiling uh, capability that he gives you. Uh, yeah, this is what he does. Yeah, this was a good one, man. Um, I I know we talked about this one being a a a, a tough matchup for these guys. We kind of did allude to that. This could be a sneaky shootout. Um, you know, because these pass defenses. I mean, this Tampa Bay pass defense wasn't that great, but this um Tennessee or this Tampa Bay pass offense was going to go down the field vertically, and Mike Evans he did it with size. He did it with physicality. Um, and that's kind of his his calling card. So um, I was excited to see him have a have a big day here. Uh, the next guy I was excited to see have a big day. That would be my man Cooper Cup. Man, seven Cooper catches, Cup. two two hundred twenty yards, one receiving touchdown. He had thirty one point five FanDuel points. Greg, what'd you make of my man Cooper Cup? Yeah, bro, Cooper Cup is yeah. It's always gonna be there. Coming off a, a bad week, responded in a huge way. Uh, even when got even more active when Brandon Cooks went out. Uh, the one play where he scored a long touchdown on was crazy. It was like a triple flea flicker uh, mm-hmm. by the Rams. Uh, the sand, and then the, the so DB dope. fell down. Yeah, it was so dope. It, and he's he's so good in the open field. So, uh, yeah, Cooper Cup is uh, a stud. He's locked in wide receiver one every week for you. Jergoff, that's his trusted go-to guy every week. Yeah, man, I love Cooper Cup, man. He's he's so good. So good at football. And he, he plays so hard. You can see it when he runs after the catch. He just looks like he's trying to score on every play. Yeah. Um, all right. Wide receiver three on the week. That would be our man, Kenny G. He, my man has six catches, 123 receiving yards, two touchdowns. Did lose you two points on a fumble. Hopefully you didn't lose by more by, by less than two points. But 25.3 FanDuel points. Kenny G. What would you think of my man, Kenny G, on this one, Greg? Yeah, I had Matt Stafford as the you know start of the week. I knew he was going to get it to Kenny G. Another, you know, Giants can't handle these big guy receivers. Talented receivers. He was making tough catch after tough catch. Uh, yeah, Kenny Galladay is going to be there in very favorable matchup. He's locked in wide receiver one as well. I feel like every week is the Kenny G apology tour for me, but Kenny G, man, <laughs> I'm sorry, brother. Never should have had you as my bus, man. Um, but, nah, all, all jokes aside, Kenny G's a bad man. They, there's a reason why they call him Baby Tron. It's um, true, and his, his outlook is only looking up now. No, no carry on. They weren't even about to throw it out. They was to fling it. Yeah, man, it's gonna be all over the yard. You know, you we were talking today about how you know Matt Stafford's the the fastest quarterback to get to forty k, uh, passing yards, and uh, we were joking about how yeah he was always having to come back on those bad Lions teams, but <laughs> you know he's gonna have to carry this Lions team, man. Um, they're gonna want to win games. It's gonna have to be on his right shoulder and. Kenny G is going to be the number one receiver uh, carrying that passing offense. So yep. I'm excited to see that going forward, man. Um, all right, moving forward, wide receivers 4 through 12. Julian Edelman as the wide receiver 4. Michael Thomas is the wide receiver 5. Julio Jones comes in at 6. Chris Conley at 7. Darius Slayton, who you previously alluded to, finishes the wide receiver 8. DJ Shark is the wide receiver 9. Hunter Renfro is the wide receiver 10. Tyrell Williams as the wide receiver 11. And DeAndre Hopkins, your wide receiver start of the week, comes in as a wide receiver 12. So, Greg, which of these performances uh, stuck out to you? Uh, Tyrell Williams, again, five five games. All five games he's played, he's got a touchdown. This man is, uh, you know, the, the solid flex wide receiver, too. Like, the, the definition of that for you uh, every week if he's in. Uh, so, that was pretty good from him. Uh, Chris Conley, you know, he did pretty well in his matchup. 
Um, you know, got a lot of big play activity. And uh, if D.D. Westbrook is going to be hurt for a little bit, then he might have some intrigue. Um, yeah, and Darius Slayton, you know, he got a lot of time with Danny Jones in the preseason with the number twos. So you see that chemistry with him. Uh, I think, you know, he has some little little potential going for it. Yeah, I mean, D- Darius Slayton, um, we know he has the big playability. Uh, the two catches, two touchdowns, that, that kind of, you know, gives me a little bit of hesitation there. Um, but we do know he has the big playability. We do talk about him being if they if they if the Giants are going to be in a matchup, you know, with a bad passing uh, defense on the other side, and they've got to play catch up, then Darius Slayton's definitely in play as a as a boom play. Um, Julio Jones, you know, this is the second straight week. He's had a you know a decent week here. Um, you know, finishes as the wide receiver as the wide receiver uh, six here on the week, but. Uh, no Matt Ryan, no problem for Julio. So I really like that. And then Hunter Renfro, four catches, 88 yards, one touchdown. One of those was a 65-yard touchdown. But um, this this Oakland pass offense, uh, as it starts to get better, I guess looks for more weapons. Uh, I really like Hunter Renfro as an underneath receiver for for the for the uh, Raiders going forward, especially if you're in like a full point PPR league. Yeah, where maybe it could be a little Randall Cobb for your action there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, moving forward, we'll get to the tight ends, man. So, tight end one on the week. Nobody saw this coming, not even me, resident Jeff fan here. But uh, Ryan Griffin finishes the tight end one on the week. Four catches, 66 yards, two receiving touchdowns. Also added a two-point conversion. Greg, what'd you make of this one? Yeah, it was uh, one of the few people, you know, Sam Darner got it to him, you know, early and often. Um, it was a very surprise performance from him. Uh, not sure how Chris Hernan's status is going to be, but if uh, Chris Hernan's going to stay out, you know, Ryan Griffin could give you some, uh, you know, tight end two value, I think. Yeah, the thing with Ryan Griffin is that he was always, um, he was on the field, he's running routes. I, I made him stream of the week. I think it was like week two. Yeah. Because um, he was he was running, you know, 100% or almost 100% of the routes, and he was tops in, in terms of tight ends in terms of that, of that statistic. Um you know, Jets quarterbacks that were not named Sam Darnold were not looking to Ryan Griffin. They weren't getting him the ball. Um, they were checking it down elsewhere. Uh, but Ryan Griffin, you know, with Sam Darnold, he sees him open. Now he's he's able to, to you know, feed him the ball here. So something to keep an eye on going, moving forward. As you said, if Chris Herner doesn't come back, then, then Ryan Griffin's probably somebody that's in play going forward. All right. Uh, wider, sorry, tight end two on the week. That would be Darren Fells, uh, Houston Texans tight end. Darren Fells has six catches, 58 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, that's good for 20.8 FanDuel points. Greg, is Darren Fells here to stay, man? Yeah, I mean, this is the th- third or fourth straight week now that he's been in this conversation. Uh, tied in one performance. Uh, he was on the waiver wide pile last week. Yeah, you I think he's definitely an ad, especially in this high-powered offense. I think, you know, if you can get a tight end in a high-powered offense, sign me up for that. Uh, Deshaun Watson's balling. He got six receptions, so you know he's getting volume there. Uh, and that means he's getting targeted in the red zone most likely. Uh, I, yeah, I think this is a guy you should definitely add, and especially with any everyone needs to hypo tight end. So Darren Fells is a guy you should look at. Yeah, to for me, um, <clears throat> Darren Fells was always a, I always liked him better in games where I felt like Houston was going to be in a shootout because I know that Deshaun Watson has to throw and. Um, you know, Darren Fells might be involved, and, and definitely he was in this game as we, you know, we kind of anticipated this would be a, sh- a little bit of a shootout. Um, but the the thing is, is I think that Houston's going to find themselves in some more shootouts. I know, we, we you know, we're going to get to the news, but J.J. Watt, um, defensive, star defensive lineman for the Houston Texans, he's out for the year, and this Houston Texans defense was already bad. Now, you know, you remove him from the equation, they get even worse, so... Uh, that means even better things for the Houston offensive side of the ball. So they're going to find themselves in higher in higher shootouts, uh, higher 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 over unders, bigger games. Uh, so Deshaun Watson is going to have to throw. Um, all right, moving forward, tight end three on the week. That would be my tight end stream of the week. Johnu Smith, six catches, seventy eight yards, one receiving touchdown in this one. That's good for sixteen point eight Fanduel points. Greg, what'd you make of this performance? Yeah, out of these three tight ends in the top three, I think I'm most excited about John o. Smith because if Delaney Walker's out, I uh, know Tennessee, they they like to use their tight end. They've always, you know, wanted to use their tight end in the offense. Uh, he's going to have a lot of tight end one intrigue here. Um, yeah, He got involved a lot, six receptions as well, uh, got in the end zone. 
Uh, I like this. Is you know, Delaney Walker is not going to have an outlook. He's good, and it's all, especially as a dynasty ad, him and uh, Darren Files as well. Um, yeah, these guys are you know going down the line have some intrigue. Yeah, especially in dynasty leagues, as we know, the tight end position is so scarce. Um, yeah. In redraft, just imagine how scarce it is in a dynasty league where everyone's rostering rostering two or three tight ends. Um, so if you can get a guy like Darren Fells or John U. Smith right now. I always feel like the Delaney Walker owner owns John U. Smith already, though, in a dynasty Facts. league. Facts. But, <laughs> um, but you you could definitely try to try to add him if he's available. Um, you know, moving forward, tight end four, my start of the week, Austin Hooper. Tight end five, your start of the week, Travis Kelsey. Tight end six, Evan Ingram. Tight end seven, George Kittle. Tight end eight, Tyler Eifert. Tight end nine, Charles Clay. Tight end 10, Demetrius Harris. Tight end 11, Dallas Goddard. And the tight end 12, Darren Waller. Greg, what should these performances stick out to you? Uh, shout out to, you know, National Tight End Day yesterday. Um, so, you know, yeah, yeah these tight ends <laughs> came through a little deep here. But surprising to me, again, Dallas Goddard outperforming Zach Ertz for the third straight week. Uh, I think this is a trend. Uh, it's now a pattern. So uh, this is something we definitely need to keep an eye on uh, going forward. Yeah, I mean, we'll touch on that in a little bit as we get to the Jags. But, um, you know, yeah, this is obviously concerning if you're, you know, uh, a Zach Ertz owner. But if you're, you know, if you took a chance and you streamed Dallas Goddard, um, you know, then that then good for you. Dallas Goddard, to me, man, he's definitely, if you're streaming, then what better player to stream than Dallas Goddard? Because yeah. he's got almost the same upside as Zach Ertz. And if Zach Ertz goes down, he's got a full-time role. So, um yeah, that's definitely something I'm interested in. So as we said, we're gonna get to the we're we're getting to the Jags right now. So, Greg, uh, I guess starting with quarterbacks, man. Which which quarterbacks were were Jags for you, man? Uh, as far as quarterbacks, matter of fact, you know, you you go first. Let me see. I'm trying to think of a little side now. Let me see what I got. Um, I mean, I know we talked about it before, um, but. I guess Kirk Cousins, man. I mean, I, I hate to say it, but you know, from a he had a great game statistically, but from a fantasy perspective, um, you know, guys were, or you know, fantasy owners were starting him coming off the, the the two the back to back or the the back to back to back three hundred yard passing days, back to back three hundred yard four touchdown days, um, and you know, getting eleven point six Fanduel points in this one, uh, I don't think that was a great performance. Another one disappointing performance. Uh, Russell Wilson, man. Um, yeah, I hate to say it, he was the QB. You know, QB one all year. He's he'd been on a roll. He'd been hot. Um, but he had a dream matchup against Atlanta, which you know we've been saying all year. Target that Atlanta defense. Target that Atlanta defense. And you know, fifteen point six eight Fanduel points in this one. That's that's not a. It's not that was not the performance you were hoping for when you started Russell Wilson. Yeah, I just think for me probably. Probably because I have the most stock in him, so it's disappointing me the most. Is definitely Kyler Murray. Uh, now this is the second straight week actually he's uh, ended up mm-hmm. uh, you know not coming through for you. Um, after you know two great performances, we thought he had arrived to this league into fantasy. Um, but you know he had two straight bad games where they haven't got the offense going as far as the passing game. Um, and now this game they didn't get anything going because the Saints defense is just on a roll right now. Uh, um, yeah. I'm, think you need to start you know maybe if you can find a better option in, in a good matchup uh you might have to start him over Kyler Murray in certain situations yeah it's gonna be tough um I mean we kind of I know I, I had asked you about players that you would start over Kyler Murray um and you chose Kyler Murray um in those instances but I think to me this is more about the New Orleans Saints defense um than it's than it is about Kyler Murray I mean Kyler Murray obviously you know he's had you know, he did have a rough game against the Giants last week um, but this New Orleans defense, we've seen what it did to Kyler Murray this week, but we've also seen what it did to Gardner Minshew, who was on a roll himself. Um, so this New Orleans defense is definitely one to watch. I think we have to think twice before we, we go ahead and start our quarterbacks against this, this Saints defense. Um, but Kyler Murray, like you said, you know the thing that's tough with Kyler Murray is he's got some tough matchups coming up. Um, you know he's got, he's got this San Fran defense coming up next week. Uh, Tampa Bay is a little bit. I think that's probably be a beatable matchup for him through the air. But then he's got San Fran again after that. So uh, two of the next three weeks, you have to think about potentially benching Kyler Murray. Um, so uh, it does get tough. It does get tough. Would you, if you, I guess, if you're a Kyler Murray owner, um, knowing, I guess, uh, 
the quarterback landscape of your league, would you drop Kyler Murray? Or I wouldn't drop continue? him. I would just, yeah, continue to stash and, you know, uh, look who got favorable matchups next week. Um, there's a lot of options out there. So, uh, yeah, I would um, just stash him and probably get that start because, you know, he still has uh, no week, uh, a bye until week 12. I'm sure he has good matchups coming forward. Um, yeah, so I would keep an eye, keep him a stash. Yeah, I agree. It, it, I mean, it really depends, though, on your situation, on your league, your you know, the ro- the way your roster is set up. Uh, you know, if if, if you're, I, I guess, like two and six and, you know, you're trying to get wins, you know, you can't hold Kyler Murray because you got to, you know, maybe you might need other things on your roster or things like that, right? Like, but if you, you know, if you're, you know, six and two and, you, you know, you're rolling and you just have to sit Kyler Murray for a couple of weeks and, you know, you have the roster space or the way, you know, way to manage it or, you know, or, you know, maybe you know that nobody, everyone in your league is the type that they that they just stick with the quarterback that they have and they don't really start another one um, and that you know that they won't pick up Kyler Murray. So then, you know, especially if he's had two bad games and he'll probably have a, another bad game on Thursday, you know, so. Yeah, against his 49ers defense, yeah. Yeah, so it's 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 just, play, you know, play the game between the people in your league and, and you know, those kinds of things, right? Um, all right, Greg. What about the running back Jags? What do you What do you got here? Um, one got this on one guy. I probably you probably know it, Le'Veon oh, Bell. I know it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is uh not a good look for him. Uh, you know, only getting about five or six points and half point uh, PPR scoring. Um, not yeah, definitely not. Yeah, good he got five. He got you five points and a half point PPR. Exactly. Yeah, yeah that's that's uh as a RB one as a guy you drafting in bottom of the first rounds. Is, yeah, definitely an L for a lot of people that he got. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, so I guess what would you do with Lev Bell um, going forward? I I think I would. Uh, I mean, he's got really good matchups going coming up, but I don't know. If, yeah, not sure about this offense right now. I would I would try to sell. I think I would try to sell on Levy Bell, but I don't know if this is the position you're in a strong position to do that because um, you might have to sell low. I don't know if you want to do that. So you, I guess you got to keep him right now. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I I know I, the, given the situation, it, it probably seems bad, but the matchups are so good for Lev Bell going forward. Yeah. Um, I I think that I I I think I would just continue. I would think I if I'm a if I own him, I continue to hold him. But if I I think I would buy him, I would try to buy him because the matchups are so you know he's got two matchups against Miami, he's got a matchup against Washington, got a matchup against Oakland or not Oakland because that's not a great one, but he's got a matchup against Cincinnati. Um, so the matchups the matchups are pretty good. Going forward, so I would continue to I would continue to hold him. I would probably buy him if I could, um, but obviously understand the, the the offensive situation and and things like that. Um, but you know he's he's been performing in the offensive situation that it was. So you know my hope is that this is just his worst game. Um, but another guy who I guess we're hoping is just this is just his worst game was Ty Johnson, man. Um, oh man! People spend a lot of fab on him um, to watch him get seven carries for twenty-five yards and well, one it wasn't even, Yeah, it wasn't even his fault to be honest. But yeah, it was just Detroit doesn't have. They didn't know what they were doing. Trey Carson started the game. Uh, out of the three, Ty Johnson did look the best, but because uh, Matt Stafford missed him on two wheel routes for uh, two huge plays, maybe two potential touchdowns. So um, maybe it's looking up for him. But yeah, to start, it wasn't a good week for those guys. Hold up, I'm sorry. Preston Williams returns punts for the for the Dolphins. I believe so. This is out of control because Preston Williams is like six five, two hundred twenty pounds, and he's returning <laughs> punts. This is wild. Um, Preston Williams, guys, we're getting to the waiver wire, but add this man. Uh, anything else? I guess Sony Michelle, man. You know, with his typical stat line: twenty one carries, seventy four yards. Um, what are we doing there for Sony Michelle owners? <laughs> I mean, yeah, the same you're, thing you're we've just been doing. hoping and praying. Yeah, that's what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> Flexing, hoping, and praying. Like, uh, he falls into the, to the end zone because, you know, he can do that any game. He can get you uh, two goal line touchdowns, three right. Yeah, but you just, you know, if he's not getting that, he's going to have a single-digit game. So, yeah, it's it's rough out here for Sony Michelle owners. All right. I think that's – do you have anything else, Any anybody else that comes in as a – anyone else that comes in as a jag for you on the running back side? Uh, on the running back side, no, I shady. think, um, shady, uh, he did get dinged up a little bit. Um, but 
Yeah, I mean, it was. It, I wouldn't expect like something. Like, I didn't guarantee that he would uh, do that that well. But I mean, it is the Packers' rush defense, so he had a, missed a, a good opportunity. But um, I think you know, his outlook is better when they have uh, Pat Mahomes at the helm. Okay. Uh, what about the wide receiver position? Uh, what about what what Jags stuck out to you here, Greg? Um, I Robert know Woods going to be. Yep, that's yeah, that's Robert Woods. Um, definitely has to be Robert Woods. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, right. it looks like someone's going to suffer from this offense uh, out of the three receivers every week. Um, it's again Robert Woods. Seems like Cooper Cup is if someone's going to be the one to do well every week. It's going to be him. A um, little inconsistent for Robert Woods this year. Now you know. Uh, Got a couple single-digit games, actually, uh, uh, two or three single-digit games this year. Um, I'm very unlike Robert Woods, um, especially with Brandon Cooks being held, hurt with a concussion. Um, didn't take advantage of that. I don't like that he had more. I felt like he had more rushing carries than receptions. Uh, you know, <laughs> I'm not sure how I feel about that. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, he had four rushing attempts, and he had two targets. So, it's weird. Uh, at least they were trying to get on the ball. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> um, Larry Fitzgerald, that's one for me. One catch, tw- one. Oh, sorry, two catches, eight yards for for Larry Fitzgerald. That was good for one point eight Fanduel points. Mm. Um, yeah, it just hasn't been great the last few weeks for Larry Fitzgerald. Ever since that Week One performance, um, you know he's he's finished outside, you know wide re- wide receiver two range, um, and now he's he's finishing. Um, outside of wide receiver three range. So, um, yeah, it's just disappointing going forward uh, or disappointing for, you know, I, I guess uh, Larry Fitzgerald owners. Yeah, yeah. I just want, you know, those, like, bootlegs and all those play actions that Cooper Cup get in the middle of the field. Why can't they just pass it to Robert Woods? I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. Robert, Robert, it was tough. It was, it's tough. It's tough for this Rams offense. Um you know, they've been out of sync all year. You know, Jared Goff's been out of sync. But, yeah, it's weird that Robert Woods just isn't – isn't it's not clicking for him. And I don't and I don't get it. I don't I don't know why. Um, by the way, on the Rams, I know we, we talked about Daryl Henderson, um, Todd Gurley. Did you know he out-carried Daryl Henderson? Or Todd Gurley – Daryl Henderson out-carried Todd Gurley that week, mm. this weekend? Mm, that so that's something we have to – that's yeah. something we have to watch going forward. Um. He was productive with those carries. I don't know. I think maybe they're trying to spell him a little bit, but um, yeah, it's something to definitely keep an eye on going forward. Yeah. But the uh, tight ends, I guess. Which which of these guys? I mean, I guess we alluded to him at the at the start, but uh, Zach Ertz, man. Yeah, man. That's where it starts, right? Zach Ertz definitely starts with him. Uh, Two yeah, catches, Daniel. twenty yards, three three yeah. points. Yeah, third straight week he got outperformed by his own tight end on, on like another tight end on the same team uh, with Dallas Goddard. Uh, I, yeah, I think this is not a fluke. I think you know they're starting to you know use Dallas Goddard a little more. They see his talent. He's honestly just as talented as Zach Ertz. Um, so I'm not surprised uh, that he's getting involved way more. Um, so yeah, I think Dallas Goddard is a must own as well. Yeah, Zach Ertz has got to be disappointing because especially the draft price, this is a guy that was taken in the top three uh, rounds of, of fantasy leagues. Um, and have a tight end on his own team outproducing him, um, you know, almost on a weekly basis now. Uh, it's not what you want from your from your top tight end. I guess other guys that might stick out to me, I don't know, I feel I feel bad picking on tight ends, you know. Yeah, no, that's what I was saying. Zach Grace is the only, you know, only Yeah, one, it's really. Like really the only one. Like, I'm not yeah, going really to expect Jimmy yeah. Graham. Right. Did you expect that much from Jimmy Graham? Like, you know. I guess Gerald Everett. I mean, again, did but you expect that? Unless, you know. Unless, I think uh, people did. George Kittle did what he had to do. They played the Cardinals. He did what he had he got four. He got two points. Um. So, yeah. I think it was uh, Dak Ertz, really. All right, so um, I guess that's all we got for the the performances. So we'll jump right to the news, man. So um, we had used, like you said, we had some trades go down. I guess any of them really. I guess the one that's really fantasy relevant is Kenyon Drake. You know, he was traded Monday morning from the uh, the Miami Dolphins to the Arizona Cardinals, according to Adam Schefter and Ian Rappaport. Um, it was said to be for a, a conditional sixth-round pick that can become a fifth-round pick. So, obviously, that that's bad news for the other running backs on the roster. 
you know, but we'll get to the waiver wire and, and Kenyon Drake's outlook in a second. But do you have any reaction to this trade? Um, yeah, it definitely shows, you know, I think a bad news for the David Johnson owners, the Chase Emmett owners. At the very least, I wouldn't expect them to be ready this Thursday. Uh, and, you know, maybe going down the line moving forward. We were joking and was saying, like, I'm not surprised if, you know, they put David Johnson on IR, but I don't think that would happen, maybe. But it, I, you know, it's, it's, they're definitely looking for help. They signed two running backs, they traded for a running back. So they definitely, you know, uh, as far as health wise, those, those two are not looking good. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if IR was on the table for, for David Johnson. But, yeah. Um, all right. So uh, I know other news. Um, you know, we talked about J.J. Watt getting traded uh, or getting getting injured and, you know, having a season-ending injury. Uh, the New York Jets traded defensive lineman Leonard Williams to the New York Giants today. Um, do you have any reaction to that trade at all, Greg? I know, you know, inter- interstate, interstate rivals and whatnot, but the first uh, time they've made a trade. Yeah, no, it's crazy. I mean, it seems like they are willing to sign him because um, they were able to trade assets for him. Um uh, the D-line for the Giants has been a strength of theirs this year. It's probably the main strength. The secondary has been trash. But the D-line has been, you know, holding it down for them. So it definitely got stronger. Maybe they're trying to get more pressure on, on the quarterback and stuff. But they're definitely looking uh, outlook for the future, I think. As a Jet fan, um, I said it uh, immediately. The Jets got a steal in this one. They got a third-round pick back. And then they've got a fifth-round pick that can become a fourth-round pick if you if the Giants re-sign him. Um, Leonard, Leonard Williams gets paid millions of dollars to play patty cake for four quarters every Sunday. Um, <laughs> so this is a great, great take, great get for the Jets in this one. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm being facetious, but I'm serious with the patty cake stuff. Hey man, you might a new culture. You know how people start playing well. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I hope so for his sake. Cause it's embarrassing. Drives me nuts. <laughs> <laughs> not my problem anymore. All right. So we got the week nine by uh, Atlanta Falcons on by Cincinnati Bengals also on by. Uh, as well as the uh, L.A. Rams and, and the Saints. That means no Matt Ryan, no Drew Brees, no Jerry Goff. So if you need a quarterback this week, Greg, where are you going first? Oh, man, you already know. You got to go to my man, our guy, Gardner Minshew. Uh, this man having another you know great game, 22 for 34, 279 yards with three touchdowns in the you win over the Jets. You need to remind me. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I'm just messing. I'm just go ahead. Has little, little Baker coming through. Uh, first three-touchdown oh, game no, of the this season is- for him. You didn't hear? Well, what happened? I changed it, yo. I, I was I used to say Gardner reminds me of Baker, but now it's uh-huh. you know Baker reminds me of a, of Gardner Ooh, Minshew. Yeah, yo, <laughs> I, I think I have to agree with you there, yo. <laughs> Gardner Minshew <laughs> balling right now. Um, this man's only rostered in fifty four percent of Yahoo leagues, so he's out there for you if you need a quarterback for next week. He's home versus Houston next week. Shoot out, let's go. Give me. They Gardner really Minshew need to do something day. about this because that game is not in. In Jacksonville, that game is in London. <laughs> oh, that's right. And it's not in yeah. Nine thirty yeah, right. in the morning it's in, in London. London. Nine. Oh yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah, no, nah, it's still gonna be a shootout. Too, you know, you know, Houston's not a very good defense. Uh, Jacksonville, they get they got to the quarterback this week, but I uh, don't you know. Houston, you know, should uh, be a better offense than you know the Jets, so they, it should be a pretty good game going forward. Um, another quarterback, Derek Carr. Uh, you know. You called that stream of the week. He did. He came through for you guys. Eighteen for thirty, with two eighty-five and three touchdowns. He's only rostered in twenty-six percent of Yahoo leagues. Um, this is his second straight game with at least two hundred fifty yards and two touchdowns. Um, talk about another shootout. He's got Detroit next week in a potential shootout. This is going to be makes him a great streamable option right after Gardner Minshew. I think you can pick up Derek Carr with confidence and start him. Um, after that, Danny Dimes. He's back on this list. Uh, twenty-eight for forty-one. With 322 yards, uh, four touchdowns, you said it. You know, QB one for the week. Uh, he's only rostered in 23% of Yahoo leagues. He's got he's home against the Gi- uh, the Cowboys next week, and then um, home or away, it doesn't really matter. They play the Jets, so I think he's got two uh, decent matchups coming forward. Um, if you need help going as far as the buys, if you didn't get those two guys, and then lastly, Ryan Tannehill, 21 for 33 with 193 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, this man's rostered in only 30% of Yahoo leagues. Uh, after the you know next two weeks before the bye, they got Carolina and they're home to Kansas City. So these four quarterbacks, you know, I think they should be there for you. 
these are good four options for you if you uh, if you need a QB streamer for this week. Yeah, I like those four options a lot. Um, Gardner Minshew being available that's that's crazy. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's just absolutely crazy. Um, and the Derek Carr, you know, yeah, he's you know back to back good games now. Yeah, he's got Tyrell Williams back, so hopefully, hopefully this is the real Derek Carr. Um, I'm just afraid that at one point it could implode. Cause <laughs> You're right. He's got he's got the he's got an Andy Dalton like floor to him. So yeah, there's a reason why he's a streamer and not an every week starter. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. So just temper expectations there. All right, moving forward, wide receivers. Seems like some injuries have caused some guys to become relevant. So what do we got there, Greg? Yeah, D.D. Westbrook uh, left this game early at halftime. Has both a neck and a shoulder injury. So Chris Conley, he stepped through uh, in this situation. Had seven targets, got four receptions for 103 yards and a touchdown. I think, you know, he's a guy that you could look at if D.D. Westbrook is to miss any time. Uh, I think his usage and production is to see it increase. He's only rostered in 3% of Yahoo League, so he's definitely out there. Um, yeah, like I said, D.D. Westbrook, neck and shoulder injury. Uh, they got a favorable matchup. Like we talked about it, Gardner got a matchup against the Texans. So Chris Conley has a favorable matchup against the Texans defense, who are bottom five against wide receivers. Keep an eye on this going forward. Um, I, you know, t- uh, the Jaguars have a bye after this week, so it might be a little smart to you know give D.D. Westbrook a little rest. Um, other than that, Josh Reynolds, I think he might be more of a deep league add. Uh, definitely dynasty. You got to make sure that definitely have him on your team. Uh, this guy has a great outlook going forward. Um, he had eight targets for three receptions, 73 yards and a touchdown. Anytime one of these receivers goes out, he's an instant plug-in, instant flex uh, wide receiver to upside. Um, so Brandon Cooks, he's had problems with concussions in the past. Um, maybe they might leave him out for a little more time, be a little more conscious with him. Uh, Josh Reynolds is a deep league ad in the stash for you, I think. Yeah, I agree with those two. Chris Conley definitely has some upside. He had upside even before. without D.D. Westbrook. He's got some yeah. more upside. Now with the uh, exit of D.D. Westbrook. And then Josh Reynolds, like you said, every time one of these these Rams receivers goes down, Josh Reynolds, instant plug-and-play potential wide receiver two or three, or wide receiver three, I should say, uh, and potential flex play. Um, and then which guys did you do you think we need to be adding, not because of injury, but because of how they performed on Sunday, Greg? Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, you talked about it. Uh, Darius Slayton. Uh, the volume, definitely not there. But, you know, he had five targets with two receptions and two touchdowns. I think he's also another deep league ad, uh, also a great dynasty fit. Um, he's only rostered in 4% of Yahoo leagues. Um, so, yeah, if you need some depth at receiver while Sterling Shepard is still out, uh, I think you can uh, go get him there. Uh, Auden Tate, I think I'm more excited about him, recommending him as a guy you can pick up uh, at any point. He's only rostered in 28% of Yahoo leagues still. He had 13 targets in this one with five receptions for 65 yards. Um, he's, you know, he's always going to be in a favorable game script one because the Bengals are pretty bad. They're always trash. So they're always going to be playing from behind since week four. He's got at least six targets in each game and he's got at least 50 receiving yards in all those games, except one, um, you know, they're on the bye this week. So you if you have the roster space, if you're, you know, think you can sneak by, uh, maybe a little more time, uh, you can add people during the bye week in some leagues. So I would definitely add him and stash him. They have Baltimore and Oakland after two, you know, two favorable matchups as far as game script. Um, and I think he provides, you know, a great floor for you every week at the wide receiver position. Yeah, as we're talking about the wide receivers, just got to give an update on the wide receiver position. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster is currently our wide receiver uh, seven on the week. Uh, slots himself between Julio Jones and Chris Conley. And then okay. another guy who we should be talking about right now, yep. uh, Deontay Johnson, slots in as the wide receiver nine on the week between Darius Slayton and DJ Shark. So um, De- uh, Juju's got five catches, 103 yards, and a receiving touchdown. Deontay Johnson, five catches, 84 yards, and a receiving touchdown. So, um, yeah, Deontay Johnson, uh, we saw the open field touchdown he had on third and 20, um, you know, a 45-yard reception on a catch and run. This kid's explosive. So uh, I know you talked about him before. Uh, he's somebody I've got in my dynasty league, uh, in our dynasty league, on my dynasty team. Um, so I, I just, you know, I skeptical of rookies in their first year, but this guy seems to be the real deal, Greg. So uh, we got to add him, right? Yeah, definitely got to add Deontay Johnson. And then you mentioned it as earlier before uh, Preston Williams. He's got seven targets in this one. You know, four for forty-two so far. 
So yeah, he's uh, also, I think he just provides a, a great volume for you um, as far as target number. The Preston Williams ad is more about next week when they play the Jets than it is anything else really. But he's been solid all year, but I think he's a plug and play you know, wide receiver, wide receiver two this week against this in a matchup against the Jets. Yeah, I agree with you there. Yeah, he's he's a very talented receiver. Uh, definitely a good guy to have. And Deontay Johnson, yeah, he's a stud. People probably forgot about him because of the bye week, but yeah, go give him and add him back. It makes Rudolph is here as long as he's healthy. Uh, these you know this guy and Juju has some some upside. Yeah, I definitely agree there. Um, and then so like we talked about Kenyon Drake getting traded. So what does this mean for the waiver wire? What are we what are we doing with Kenyon Drake? Yeah, Kenyon Drake, um, he's owned in uh, 61% of Yahoo Leagues, but, you know, I had to put him here just in case Uh-oh. people forgot. Uh, yeah, Sorry. James Conner's injured. Seems oh, to be walking man. off with a shoulder injury. I'm not going to say Fantasy Football Diagnostic called it, but <laughs> just say it. <laughs> oh, man. He said, if, um, there's any, if there's any handcuff you need to add to your roster before the Monday night game, it's whoever backs up James Conner. So yes, uh, he's hopefully, always hopefully you added Benny Snow. Game. Hopefully you added Jalen Samuels if you can, if you could do that as well. But uh, he did just walk off the game with uh, hanging his right shoulder hanging. He's getting medical attention right now. Looks like they're pop, trying to pop it back in the socket. He's having a monster um, day too. Yeah, he was in the middle of a great day. So yeah, um, guess we'll have to continue with that. But sorry, go ahead, Kenyon, Kenyon Drake, roster sixty-one percent of leagues. Yeah, I think it's kind of tough for Connor because he seems like he's always on national TV. So he's always being blown <laughs> up as a person that's like, oh, man, he's injured again. Um, but yeah, yeah, Kenyon Drake um, traded this Monday morning uh, to the Arizona Cardinals, uh, who are in need of run- running back up, like we talked about. Uh, I'm not very excited for him going forward. This Thursday, they have the 49ers, arguably the second best defense in the league, right up there with the Pats. This is if you're desperate and you need to start at the flex. But uh, other than that, I think I would avoid it. Um, and this is his first game with this offense. Um, and he's got the 49ers again in a couple more weeks. So it, it might be a little tough for him, uh, Kenyon Drake owners if you were excited this morning that he got traded. But I think it has more impact to the person that, you know, he left, Mark Walton. Um, he's the new number one for the Dolphins. He's only rostered in 31% of Yahoo League's. I think, you know, he has upside to be a solid flex for you going forward because um, he's got some, you know, favorable matchups. Uh, right now, he's got 11 rushing attempts, uh, and he's also got five targets in the passing game. So, you know, he's he's being involved, and you like to see that volume there. He's got the Jets next week uh, at home. So, yeah, he, he I think he might have more positive impact from this trade uh, rather than Ken- Kenyon Drake. Yeah, I uh, so the Kenyon Drake thing is, it's, 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 uh, he's got this matchup against San Fran which I think is tough, but if you're in a situation and you need a running back that is going to get you some, he's he's going to be the only guy in this backfield. I know, I, like. I know. And it's it's tough because you know, uh, you know, you're not expecting him to get a ton a ton of touch. Like you're not you're not expecting him to score you know touchdowns or anything. But if if Kenyon Drake could could muster me up like a hundred yards from scrimmage or 80, 80 yards from scrimmage, you know, like 40, 40 rushing and like you know, 60 receiving or 50 receiving yards on like six or seven catches. That's like a still a good day. It's a flexible day from Kenny. Yeah, Drake, so. absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I think that's, I think that's possible within the, you know, within these next two matchups against the San Francisco 49ers, um, you know, but definitely like you said with Mark Walton, you know, we've been talking about Mark Walton for like almost three weeks now as somebody that needs to be added. So, um, I think this definitely opens up the opportunity for him, uh, also semi intrigued by Kalen Balage, um, because this does open up a, a role. He was already, you know, the short yardage back, so you know maybe there's some usage for him there. But um, you know, Miami Dolphins backfield, I'm not really trying to corner that market. Um, and then Raheem Mostert, he's he's someone that we need to add. Obviously, we saw the the performance by Tevin Coleman, but um, why do we need to potentially add Raheem Mostert? Yeah, Matt Brietta came out early in that game um, with the injury, uh, ankle injury, but uh, he did pop up as a limited participant today. They didn't have an actual practice, but, you know, they, they played Thursday night, so they need to get some details out there. Uh, I would keep on this, keep an eye on Matt Brietta. I think Raheem Morissette, you know, has intrigue if Matt Brietta is not playing. Also, Jeff Wilson got banged up. Uh, right, Morissette had nine carries for 60 yards and a touchdown. Any running back that's going to be plugged into this offense is going to succeed. We already know what he has done. 
uh, in the committee with Matt Brietta last year. I mean, this earlier this year, when Tevin Coleman was hurt, he was a flex play every week. So I think uh, Raheem Mercer has intrigue, uh, but, you know, you have to keep it on Matt Brietta. If Matt Brietta plays, I think this, uh, you know, squanders his any uh, value that he has. But if Matt Brietta's out, Raheem Mercer is a, you know, plug-and-play for your flex. Yo, they had Debo Samuel out there. You know, yes, he scored a rushing Russell. touchdown. So like it doesn't matter who they could put me back there. I was I, I would run for a hundred yards in this backfield. Like this is crazy. Kyle Shanahan is a genius. Did you see the uh, the the meme they had? If you put an age filter on Kyle Shanahan, it's basically Albert Einstein. So like the man's a genius. Like I'm sorry, Matt Nagy, you need to learn to be more like more That's like a fact. Kyle Shanahan. That is a fact. Um. All right. So tight ends. I know we talked about Dallas Goddard, Johnny Smith. Um, these guys, these guys are the top two ads at the position. But if you had, yeah. to, if you could only roster one of these guys, which one of these guys are you going to? Mm, that is tough. Um, but I'm gonna go. Oh, that's that's a real that's a tough one. I think I'm gonna go with. I think I'm gonna go with uh, John Smith. I think I'm gonna go with John Smith. Uh, I think maybe Zach. I think these both two got these two guys are gonna have you know, low end tight end one value going forward. But Jonah Smith has the job by himself. Uh, as long as Delaney Walker is out. And, you know, Tennessee, they love to use their tight end in the offense. So I'm going to give Jonas with the slight edge. Yeah, I agree with that one there, too. It's 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 slight because Johnny Smith does have a role to himself. Um, he is targeted. Um, but, you know, if Dallas Goddard. If, if, so if, talented. You know, he is so talented. If anything happened to Zach Ertz, though, and, and, you know, I had to choose between Dallas Goddard and Johnny Smith, I'm taking Dallas Goddard. Oh, yeah. No, no yeah. question. No question. But, you know, like you said, the role. Um, the way that you know Tennessee likes to use the tight end position, Ryan Tannehill likes to use the tight end position as well. So Johnny Smith's got to be—he's going to have a role going forward. Um, and then some guys that we might need to add due to due to trade rumors. What's what's that about, Greg? Uh, yeah. So OJ Howard, not trade deadlines tomorrow. So if these guys get traded, then they have some value. Uh, I'm not sure if OJ Howard is going to get traded, but if he does, I think he's back on the radar um, as far as someone you you can you know maybe add and play. Uh, and also Tyler Eifert, I think he has value regardless of if he gets traded. He had nine receptions yesterday uh, on Sunday for six receptions and 74 yards. Uh, he's only rostered in 9% of Yahoo leagues. I'm definitely more confident in referring Tyler Eifert in this case but because uh, O.J. Howard, they asked for a huge price for him, and I don't think he's going to get traded. But uh, Tyler Eifert, I think if you, you need some help at the tight end position. Besides, if you didn't hit on Goddard or John o. Smith, uh, Tyler Eifert may be a guy you want to add. Yeah, the OJ Howard one is intriguing to me because if he, they're asking for a first round pick, but yeah, if the Patriots pay it, man. <laughs> oh man, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> they called them last week too. They called them. I up. know if the Pats pay it, OJ Howard in this all the thought of him in this offense. I mean, you know, it's all, true. I mean, what's what's not stop what's stopping him from doing that? Like, why why not? Like, why not? First round right? pick, they could do that. Yeah. No, no, right. no, no. I think I think the I think the Bucks are doing us all a favor because we always get mad. We say, why, when are teams going to stop helping them? You know, because we're, we're thinking like the fantasy analysts that we are. But we got to think about the, you know, the football fans that we are, too. Right, like we right, don't right. want the Patriots to be yeah. good. <laughs> That's right. You know, they're still trying to look for a receiver, too. Like, what are they doing, yo? It's crazy. Oh, man. They're still Watch looking out, they for walk receivers. Out, they walk out with Mike Evans. Oh, no. I got <laughs> Went to go uh, get AJ Green. Howard, they get, got AJ Mike. Green. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, oh uh, yeah, no. Let's go, San Fran. They, like I need San Fran to do it, man. They're the only yeah. ones that can do it. Yeah, Patty, come back, please. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. All right, man. So, um, yeah, I think that's it. We got anything else for the for the uh, anything else for the uh, show? Or, or yeah, no. Nah, so, um, I'm glad you know James Conner. Uh, hopefully, gets healthy. Uh, comes back again in this game. He's uh still standing on the sideline. Um, my running back start of the week. So yeah, yeah I hope he he does where well. Did he um, end, well. Let's see where he finished up at. Uh, oh, he finishes right behind David Montgomery as there we go. The running back nine twenty two. There we go. Yo, we we hit this week, man. We were yeah, hot we did, this week, man. We did. We did. Let's go. We killed it. Oh, Marlon Mack wasn't your start of the week. That's right. No, yeah, it was Marlon James Mack Conner. Was James Conner. Yeah, yeah. You just yeah, said he was gonna good. have a great game, which he did. So it's all good. Oh, yeah, which is, you know, we're on a roll. It's over. Come see us. Yeah, Fantasy Football Diagnostics. We got the hottest takes. (laughs) (laughs) 
All right, man. Uh, as always, man, good stuff. As always, everybody, thank you for listening. Appreciate you guys. Uh, this was a long one, but had to give you all guys all that fantasy goodness. Um, as always, appreciate you guys listening. Give us a follow on uh, Twitter and Instagram at FF Diagnostics. Also, give us a rate, follow, review on on Apple iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, as well as Google Play. As always, we are out. We out.